What we could bet, though, are the teams trending up, teams trending down. We've already kind of hit on the Eastern Conference. I think the West is a much uh, more interesting conversation right now with the top teams because in the East, it's Boston, it's Milwaukee, and maybe it's Philadelphia. But in the West, the Clippers are getting hot, kind of. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. They're fourth in the West. Looks like maybe they're going to end up with Russell Westbrook. Is that where you think he ends up ultimately? I don't think he goes to Chicago. Because uh... for what? The Bulls suck. They don't really need to sell tickets because they're already selling out the United Center every single night regardless. I just don't understand why he would go to the Clippers. Chance to win a title. Well, I mean, I don't know why they would want him, and I guess. a chance to kind of rub it into the Lakers. Like, hey, you didn't want me, now I'm playing Plus in the playoffs. Plus he's from L.A., but it's just weird. It's just something that I don't see. It's really difficult for me to figure out, like, what his motives are. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is that he wants. Um, but like you said, they sit fourth in the West, six and four in their last 10. But I, I was doing a little digging and I saw this about Kawhi Leonard and it really does need to be said. Like, this is insane. So Kawhi Leonard right now, since January 5th, his averages over this 16 game stretch, he's averaging 28, six rebounds, four and a half assists, and just under two steals. He's averaging 53% from the field, 49% from three. Kawhi Leonard is shooting almost 50% from three and 92% from the free throw line on six attempts per game. The Clippers, when Kawhi is playing, have the best offense in the NBA in terms of offensive rating, the fourth best defense when he plays on the court, and they are 22 and 11 when he plays, 10 and 17 when he doesn't. Isn't that incredible? And then on top of this, so we know that he's like not he's doing five on, one off, and he's not doing back to backs. Mm-hmm. Yet uh he's averaging two point six miles, two point six seven miles per game, which is more than he has ran in any regular season game in his life. Wow. So he's actually more effective and moving more, and his top speed is from any night this year, is 17 miles per hour, which is a number that he's only had three times since 2020. And on top of that, he's like super aggressive, driving into the lane 12 times per game, which is the most he's ever averaged since the season in Toronto when he averaged like 14 per game. And his blow-by percentage, which is a nerd stat, is the highest that it's been since 2016. And all of these are career bests. Kawhi Leonard, if Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard is back, bro, like what are the Clippers to win the West? The Clippers to Plus win the West 600? right now are no, 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 no. Plus four hundred. Uh, oh, to win the West. Yeah, to win the West. Plus five hundred. Plus, Plus five. I am in. Like I am in on the Clippers. To win the West. To win the West, I am in on the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, I've, I think I've, the Clippers will beat the Nuggets in a seven-game series. I've been on the Clippers all year. Ten to one to win it all. Five to one to win the West. And I also pulled up the power rankings guru uh, schedule difficulty for the second half of the season. Not that it really matters because the Clippers, if you're the Clippers, you just need to be a five seed, you know, like yeah. the top five seed. You they have the play, seventh hardest schedule moving forward. Though. You could play the Mavs. Yeah. I think that series would be great. But honestly, let's be honest. I think they could clamp the Mavs and the Mavs cannot clamp them. Kawhi Leonard would go bananas against the Mavericks. Then you play someone like, I don't know, the Grizzlies. I think they beat the Grizzlies or the Warriors. I think they beat either one of those teams. What happened? You just hold out. Who did? 
Xander Shoffley. Oh my god. No bounce. Straight no bounce. Out. Just straight, straight a dunk shot. A jar. That's what we call a jar. So then you play, maybe you end up playing like the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals or the Phoenix Suns. I think the only team I would be curious and, and concerned about is the Phoenix Suns. And even then, yeah, I mean, that's I'm, a really good series. I agree. I, I, I would pick the Clippers in a seven-game series over the Denver Nuggets. Same. Absolutely. I mean, Same. Kawhi Leonard is still a top 10 player on the planet when he wants to be, when he's healthy. And like you just said, I mean, these numbers are absurd. He's officially back. And we saw that in February. And I yeah. just think it's lazy to say, well, he doesn't care. He's not going to play here. He's not going to play there because, like, I don't want Kawhi playing the second night of back to backs because this is kind of, this is probably their last shot with this roster, with him and Paul George and all those guys to get it done. Maybe next year they blow things up. Yeah. They're, it's just such a short shelf life, shelf life for like these, like, Kind of super teams. I don't even know what you consider them anymore. Yeah, I think they would be considered a super team. I mean, when they traded for those guys, when they made the deal and they had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they were both top 15 players in the league. I'd say now they're probably the top 30, to be right, fair. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So I'm with you on the Clippers. Then you have the Suns, fifth in the West right now, seven and three in their last 10, but we haven't even seen Kevin Durant uh, put on a uniform yet. So obviously I'm pretty high on the Suns. I think that if they're healthy in a playoff series with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and you get anything from Chris Paul, you didn't have to move DeAndre Ayton. I know you lose some depth. I know you lose some defense, losing Mikel Bridges. But also, we talked about this. Like, Kevin Durant's one of the more underrated defenders in league history. Just because he scores 35 every game, people forget about how great of a defender he is and how long and lengthy he is. He just needs to stay healthy. They have the coaching in Monty Williams, and I feel like this is like do or die for the Suns, especially for Chris Paul. This is Chris Paul's last chance at a championship. Facts. So I'm all about the Suns. I know it's a chalky pick. Just need to see the health. It's between them and the Clippers for me, the two teams that are trending up, actually. Yeah, I like the Suns a lot. Um, I mean, I don't love their depth, but ultimately you've got... In the got... playoffs, does that matter to you, though, really? Especially because Only you're because only of going Chris seven, Ball. eight deep? Okay, only because yeah. of Chris Paul. Because what are they? What happens if Chris Paul goes down? Campaign and the campaign. And campaign hasn't been healthy. Right. So you're basically saying, all right, we got Landry Shamet. And we remember the campaign NBA Finals Those were a couple rough. years ago, too. Those were rough. Yeah. So to me, that really hurts. Um yeah, so for for me that that is uh it's a tough pill to swallow. I am a Clipper backer, I am a Phoenix Suns backer, and I am a Golden State Warrior backer. One of those three teams will be in the NBA Finals this year. I agree. Yeah, Memphis Grizzlies. Hate to say it, you're not going to the finals. And it sucks because it seemed like it could have been their year. Like you know they took their bumps and bruises the last couple of years, but yeah, I just don't think that they're going to have enough. Also, Dartmouth loses by twelve, literally gets outscored twelve to nothing in overtime. The worst beat you could ever have. That's what happens on a uh, Friday, February 17th All-Star Weekend, though, when you're just hanging out. Uh, teams that are trending down, the Dallas Mavericks, I guess. I mean, they're six in the West, but we're just getting Luka and Kyrie on the floor at the same time. Uh, they've lost three straight heading into the break. They're five and five in their last ten. I'm not really ready to write them off. I don't think they're going to the finals. I think they could win a playoff series, and I do like watching Kyrie and Luka together. I want to see it gel a little bit, but I'm not, like, done with them, but I don't, I'm not running to bet them. No. Right? No. Any Anything to add really there? No. Yeah. And then we just talked about the Grizzlies. They did win three of their last four. For the Grizzlies, they were just a team that was limping into the All-Star break. We've been saying that for weeks. They got to get Steven Adams back fully healthy. Jaron Jackson is really Jaron Jackson when Adams is out there doing the dirty work. But uh, I don't know what it is about the Grizzlies. I just feel like they're missing. I think they need another score. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Because they could defend. Half-court defense, I'm not worried about. I just think they need one more guy to get buckets. It wouldn't be as big of a concern if the Suns didn't have two guys that could score 50 whenever they wanted in Durant and Booker. Yeah, I think for me, uh, in terms of like the Dylan Brooks minutes, 
Dylan Brooks is just not him, and he comes out to play in really bad, crucial moments where he goes and shoots like 25% from the field and takes really bad shots, bad time shots, all that. And so for me, if you could have gotten like, say, another scorer, even an OG Ananobi who can slash, I know they did offer every pick under the sun for him, but it just doesn't feel like firepower-wise they have enough from three. Like, because if you play Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, you're just going to get outgunned. Right. Unless you just out physical them, which I don't think they're going to do. Yeah, no, I don't either. The if only... they were in the East, I think that they would be really, really good. You don't think there's any chance that the Mavs could actually catch up to the Grizzlies? In the, I'm just talking about in the Southwest because no. the Grizzlies are minus 450. I don't. The Mavs are plus 350, and the Mavs have the second easiest schedule, the second. The at post All Star break, they have the second easiest schedule. They just lost to the uh, the the Kings with Luca and Kyrie. Yeah, but it's gonna take some time for that to gel. No, I agree, the, and and like I'm not. That's no shade to them. I just think it's gonna take a lot for the Grizzlies. Will have to lose almost every game. Yeah, there's only twenty something games left. Right. Yeah, I don't think there there's any catching up. I was just looking no. at the number, and also the Grizzlies schedule is not that tough either. They're no, like right in the middle of the road. Uh, twenty second toughest schedule. Facts. Yeah. The toughest schedule, 76ers actually have the second half or the post-All-Star break. The toughest, the Heat, the Wizards, the Hawks. That was the, I was looking at the Hawks to make the playoffs. They have the fourth toughest schedule the second half of the season. And they're still a game below 500 in the Southeast, too. The Hawks just may not get right. Not that I really expected it, though. No, no, I was never going to expect that. How about Ime Udoka to potentially be the Hawks head coach? Is that what they're saying? I've heard it. I've heard some whispers. What do you? That, I actually like that. That has to suck right now. Yeah, it does. You lost your girl. You lost Neil Long. Not just your girl. They weren't together. You lost your basketball team. They, they weren't together. What do you mean they weren't together? They like weren't together when that all went down. But like they, that's the greatest flaw in the story is that somehow everything was like hearts and flowers with Ime Yudoka and he just screwed up with Neil Long. But it had been happening? That well, I don't know about that. But what I what I know essentially, according to people who have talked about it, is that Neil Long and Ime Yudoka have a kid together. They're engaged they've been together for a while they've lived together for a while and you know sometimes you are together and not together and right so they weren't together when that all went down I so think, it's not like he lost her yeah he but didn't he, really have her all right okay so we'll, we'll move on from the neil long yeah. thing but he did have the boston celtics in the nba finals he mm-hmm. was coaching in the finals now he's just sitting at home doing nothing now he's rich so that's cool i guess kind of rich but you don't get to coach your basketball team you lost your basketball team now you got Thunder Joe going in there doing somersaults. He's actually the favorite to win coach of the year, which I find to be crazy. You don't so just, do I. You don't get to take over a team a couple weeks into the season. Well, take over the team, I mean, before the season. But you, like, took over an NBA Finals roster, literally. That's, that's my problem there. So I just don't understand how he would win coach of the year with the team that just went to the NBA Finals. I mean, coaching in the NBA is important, but how important when you have a team like that? Yeah. Right? I uh, If you're already a finals team and you take over that finals team and you're still the number one seed, I don't think that's really an accomplishment. Like when Steve Kerr had back surgery and missed the first three months of the season for Golden State and Luke Walton won all those games, those didn't, those didn't even count on his resume. No. Nobody was talking about him for coach of the year. No one. Zero people. Now, I do think like with younger teams, like coaching is very important. Like I think Taylor Jenkins was huge for the Memphis Grizzlies. Absolutely. You know? Um but it would be cert- another co- Will Hardy, even though they're not doing anything anymore. But when they were first in the West at one point, he was sort of in the mix. Popovich with those Spurs teams? Yeah. For sure. Like Phil Jackson, though, a great coach, great motivator, got the best out of his guys, found roles for guys, gave guys books to read, allowed Dennis Rodman to do whatever he wanted. 
got through to Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, but let's be honest. I mean, he had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc, and then he had Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Real quick update. Remember I told you guys that I had Rom to shoot 67 or better? He had a bogey on 18 to shoot 68. Another bad beat. Yep. Bad beat. Yep. Very, very bad beat. He, so he also j- missed like a five-foot putt. Yeah. So him and Dartmouth, dead to us here on this show. Dartmouth yeah. was a tough beat for the kid. Uh, had him plus 10 and a half. They get outscored in overtime 12 to nothing. So uh, that one, a real gut punch. Luckily, though, we do have the Rising Stars Challenge. It's going to begin in 25 minutes. We thought it was on TNT. Maybe it is on it TNT. It is on TNT. It is on TNT. It'll be on I'm at jacked. 9. I am jacked. I'm about to play it right I now. I am on Team Joe Keem tonight. Yeah, we're both on it. Plus 325. It's a show play. We're all show together, play. though. We got a Joe Keem Noah number 13 jerseys hanging right now in our cars. 